Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. How's it going, everyone? It's Friday, September 2nd. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we may be getting a resolution to a very long, protracted saga. For years, people have been calling on Twitter to add an edit button, and now they're kind of doing it for real, sort of. Juliet's going to fill us in on how the company is rolling out that long-awaited feature. But before we get into that, let's take a quick look at what's going on in tech and business today. Bank of America is piloting a program to help first-time buyers in Black and Latino neighborhoods in Dallas, Detroit, Los Angeles, Miami, and Charlotte. Eligibility is based on income and location, and qualified buyers will be able to purchase homes with no down payments, no minimum credit scores, and no closing costs. Controversy is brewing over a man's AI-generated artwork, winning first place in the digital arts category at the Colorado State Fair. Jason Allen, the president of a tabletop gaming company, made the piece using AI software Midjourney, which took Allen's prompts to complete his masterpiece. And in his defense, Allen said that he did have to tinker with the piece in Photoshop and Gigapixel a little bit, and that the controversy has only emboldened him to do more art. Dolly Parton launched Doggy Parton, a line of country-style clothing and accessories for dogs, That's available now on Amazon and eventually on a standalone website. Part of the proceeds for that are going to support Willoughby Farms, an animal rescue in Tennessee. And lastly, OnlyFans revenue soared 160% in 2021 to $932 million. The number of fans on the platform jumped 128% to $188 million. And performers who earned about $4 billion themselves rose 34% to $2.1 million. That would include rapper Bad Baby, who claimed to have made tens of millions of dollars on her OnlyFans account and is now starting a $1.7 million scholarship fund for tech and trade school students. All righty, let's talk Twitter edit buttons here. Um, Juliet, this has obviously been something people have been asking for for 15 years, probably going all the way back to the start of the platform, right? Yes, absolutely. Myself included, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's probably like the most requested feature uh, on Twitter. Yeah, it is. Um, Definitely. According to people who work at Twitter, it is absolutely the number one most requested feature on the platform of all time. And um, for many years, the company has just, for whatever reason, decided not to. Do they have kind of a defense or an argument that they've been peddling out for that? Yeah, you know, they kind of had this idea that it was, you know, it's spontaneous, it's natural, it's fun. Everyone mm. makes typos. Just say what's on your mind. I was reading an interview where Jack Dorsey, the former CEO, said he would probably never want to implement an edit button. And that because Twitter started out as an SMS platform, mm-hmm. so with texting and you can't recall a text, why should you be able to recall a tweet? And they wanted to mm. keep that same vibe, although... Now, uh, there are certain (laughs) 
varieties of texting where you can recall the message. I just read that Apple um, in iOS 16 will allow you if you have iMessage to recall a message. I think mm-hmm. you have to do it in like within a certain amount of time, but times are changing. People want to edit their bad texts and tweets. <laughs> well, okay. So the news here is that Twitter is finally reconsidering that choice. How are they going to roll this out at first? So they've been testing it internally among employees, and then they're going to test it a little bit more with Twitter Blue subscribers. And those types of subscribers, so they pay $4.99 a month for access to this advanced tier of Twitter. And one of the things they get is early access to various features. So Mm. they will get to use the Twitter edit feature first, and then Twitter will kind of look and see how that whole thing is going. And then maybe eventually the rest of us will also be able to edit our tweets. Okay, so paid users first. And, mm-hmm. and Twitter employees and then the rest of us plebes if we're lucky. Exactly, uh, yes. Okay. And, you know, the first thing I obviously think of here and probably a lot of the critics, let's say I tweet, I love dogs and like 10,000 people like my tweet. And then I go in and edit it to, I want to kick dogs in the face or something <laughs> like really right. offensive. Mm-hmm. What are they doing to prevent misinformation from spreading and from bad actors going in and, and mm-hmm. editing their tweets? So a couple of things. You're only going to be able to edit a tweet for the 30 minutes after you post it. So if you were hoping I love dogs will go viral and then you can change it to I want to kick a dog, your post is going to have to go viral in 30 minutes or less. Otherwise, it's just a, a drop in the bucket. Now, it's also going to show an icon and a label on your tweet that's going to say this has been edited and there'll also be a timestamp. And then anyone who taps that label will be able to see the edit history and any changes you've ever made mm. to that post. So there's no like uh, Twitter gaslighting where somebody's like, oh, you liked this post that said, I love kicking dogs. Right, you can go right. back and be like, no, you said I love dogs and I love dogs. And that is what you said. <laughs> and I have proof. So and they, they, they'll that. have the receipts for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The history thing is important because like the 30 minutes thing for me, it's like, Someone like Elon Musk literally does get like 10,000 retweets within 30 Absolutely. minutes. So you need the mm-hmm. receipts in there along with that time frame. Right. And Facebook has a similar feature. It rolled out an edit button several years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed, I've actually seen this when people are arguing online. It will say this post has been edited. You can click the button. It'll show you what the comment said before. I've seen people try to say, I never said that. I said this. And it's like, well, th- no, I can click it. <laughs> I don't like to argue with people on the internet, but I do occasionally like to read people arguing on the internet. <laughs> and I have noticed <laughs> the history comes into play quite a lot when people are having a little flame war. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll all remember the days where we had to like screenshot someone's tweet as evidence before they deleted it or something or changed it. Ah, yes. The famous (laughs) receipts. I have receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have a folder somewhere on our computer. Right. (laughs) You know, you mentioned, you know, every other platform pretty much at this point has an edit feature. How does this edit feature in its early stages stack up with what it looks like on other platforms? To me, it looks really similar to what Facebook is doing. I don't know if Instagram will show you if something has been edited. I feel like I've never Mm. seen that, but Facebook, definitely. YouTube, you can kind of just edit whatever you want. I feel like you always have been able to. On Reddit, which does let you edit posts, but not titles, I have noticed that a lot of people will actually log their edits. It seems to just be like a common courtesy on Reddit. Like, oh, I edited this post because I wanted to add this this other thing. Hmm. So I think it'll be pretty in line with what Facebook is doing, honestly. I wonder if this is going to like embolden people to write more bad takes. Because <laughs> like, even if there are receipts and history, it's like, 
it makes it easier to just type up some piece of garbage and just like send it into the ether and see what happens without really thinking it through too much. But yeah, I mean, for me, so I use Twitter more, I think, than some of the other platforms. Mm -hmm. And I've seen Twitter say stuff like mistakes are honest, they're natural, they're normal. And that is true. But what I find irritating is I'll tweet something that I think is important. Like, here's a piece of important information I have learned about, I don't know, the metro or uh, something happening with city council. And I'll make one typo because I'm sitting there doing it with my thumbs while sitting on the train or something. And then like the next five comments are random reply guys being like, there's a typo there. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to delete this thing that's been retweeted that's important, like about a service outage or something. But I'm also tired of these guys. And like, for me, I would just like to edit that tweet and move on with my life. I edit things for a living. I do not get paid to be on Twitter. Just let me live. Totally. So I think that is probably the most obvious and most common way people are going to use this. I think there will be some people who try to make stupid little jokes. I think some of them will be funny. I think some of them will be offensive. (laughs) And I wonder if those kind of people who are like, oh, I am going to spread misinformation or I am going to try to use this feature to scam people. I wonder if Twitter will ban those people or like Mm. take action. Because I do think the edit button is probably the majority of time going to be used the way it was intended. Sure. But... You know, anytime somebody gets a chance to do something um, outrageous or scammy, they will. There will be that guy. So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, just social media problem in general. When you have millions and millions and millions of people on a platform, there's going to be a couple bad actors Mm -hmm. you can't control. But the other use case I could see here is for journalists. I see this a lot someone will tweet something a little bit too early, like a piece of breaking news, Mm -hmm. and some new information will come to light and they'll post a correction to their tweet and they'll say, correction, my previous tweet was wrong. But it's like the original tweet at that point will have already had 10,000 retweets and the correction only gets like 200 likes or something. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen And then it's like, well, they did the right thing and issued a correction, but the misinformation is still the tweet that's spreading widely. So this gives them the ability to go back and rectify the record Mm -hmm. and actually change the tweet that is spreading instead of the correction follow up. Yeah. And I think that's going to be especially helpful on a platform like Twitter, which has in a lot of ways become the platform people use for breaking news because it's so Mm. fast and immediate. And here I am and I'm on the scene and here's a picture of what's happening right now. And it looks like this, but oh, later it ended up being this. And I think people really demand breaking news. Like I've Mm. seen people where something is happening right now. It could be something really stressful, like an active shooter situation. And people want to know immediately what is happening. Has the person been detained? Is this confirmed? And I feel like a lot of that really does get lost in the shuffle and people are inclined to just retweet and leave it. Mm -hmm. And so the ability for someone who is making a, a, a correction in good faith to correct that and have the correct information keep spreading as opposed to the misinformation, I think mm. that will be very helpful. That's so interesting. So on one side, the critics say an edit button will allow for more misinformation, mm-hmm. but the opposite argument, which is that creating an edit button, it might curtail some misinformation because you can go in and set the record straight in the one that's spreading like wildfire instead of having to do a follow-up tweet that gets like five likes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it totally comes down to user intention because someone that's trying to mislead you is going to try to mislead you anyhow. Hmm. But someone who is reporting in good faith is going to absolutely use this feature, I think, in the way that it's intended. And to that end, it's kind of like, well, scammer is going to scam. So (laughs) (laughs) they're going to do it whether you give them another button or not. I hope that there are ways to mitigate that. Sure. 
All right. Thanks, Juliet. That's going to do it for us today. And thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show, everyone. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. And our editor is Robert Hartwig, executive producer, Darren Clark. If you want to check out more of our tech and business coverage, head over to thehustle.co. That's where you can find our free newsletter. Emphasis on free there. Go check it out. It's worth your time. And we'll see you all next week.